That's right, dear listeners. It's your favorite down in front podcaster, Andrew, back to deliver another fear boner. Uh, I know it's not October anymore. I hope we all survived the month and had a happy Halloween. I know I did. Uh, but we're going to keep the title for the time being because I've been told uh, that my voice tends to give some listeners, uh, let's say, inappropriate feelings, especially if they're in mixed company, polite company, even. Uh, but with that being said, I spoke to the gentlemen and gentle ladies of the Down in Front podcast, and they were gracious enough to let me have some time to do a short and sweet review of a recently released movie for you guys. Uh, this past weekend, uh, I had the chance to go um, to the theater and check out Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal. Now, if you haven't seen any trailers for this film, I would definitely recommend hitting up YouTube or anywhere else on the internet and seeing if you can find it. Uh, it might not be everybody's cup of tea. It is um, a rather violent film. Um, it is a film that is based off of a, uh, a long-running manga series, so Japanese comic books. Uh, so, you know, it's going to get a little intense and a little crazy. Uh, it definitely does. I mean, without giving too much away, five to ten minutes into the film, uh, our main character protagonist, Manji, uh, the immortal, uh, has basically already killed 100 people. You just see that right off the bat. That's kind of how we're introduced to his character. He definitely has some great motivations really early on in the film, um, and his character is developed really quickly um, over the film itself, but uh, it gets really brutal really quickly. Um, lots of hacked off limbs, lots of swords through bellies, lots of cuts, very deep cuts um, in this film, and lots and lots and lots of blood. So if that's not your... Uh, uh, cup of tea, then I would say pass this one up. Otherwise, um, if you've seen any of Takashi Miike's other films, his other 99 films, because this is actually his 100th film, um, you know, like Audition, uh, there's a girl who kidnaps a dude and saws his feet off with piano wire and you see the whole thing. Um, there's uh, Ichi the Killer. That one's got some really intense, gross death scenes with like heads exploding and people eating people and lots of weird shit going on in that one. Um, or one of his more recent ones, 13 Assassins, one of my favorite films really great um revenge flick uh lots of bizarre violent imagery in that film as well so if you're familiar with his other movies and you do like his other movies you're probably gonna get a kick out of this one now i myself am not that familiar with the the manga property i haven't read any of the books um it's definitely one of those ones that i've been wanting to get around to i definitely might now um because you are introduced to some characters in the film rather quickly and rather briefly. Um, you know, you sort of run into some of these bad guys that he sort of mows through rather quickly, and we don't really necessarily get a backstory besides the fact that you know that they're bad people um, based on what they did previously in the film. But some of them are so... There's so much to them. It feels like there's so much um, that could be brought out from them. Like it almost seems like if you've ever seen the movie Dick Tracy, um, the way that all the the gangsters they have their like crazy names and their crazy faces, and you're like, there's something more to these people. But you know, you know, Dick Tracy's either just killing them or they're like in one scene, and you just want more from them. You just don't get it. You run into that a lot in this movie, but it's not distracting because you're really just kind of rooting for. Uh, Manji and Rin throughout the film. But then there is, kind of towards the end of the film, there is a little bit of a twist um, that I'm not going to give away too much uh, for you. Um, but there is really great fight choreography in this film. Um, the best uh, overall description I can give of this movie is it's almost like Logan uh, meets True Grit. Um, more so the remake of True Grit. Um, wherein it's kind of uh, old man 
young girl hit the road for revenge and she hires him on as his bodyguard and just shit pops off and there's all these crazy sword fights and there's all this stuff going on and blood everywhere and you know it's not like he's this unkillable immortal like they definitely give him his own weaknesses whether they be physical or emotional so there is this kind of risk at play and the theme of like what we have to live for and you know what a man or woman is like if they don't feel like they have that reason to live like how they choose to make their their decisions in life and how they choose to live their lives is very a big theme of this film itself um it's not uh, uh, an overly serious film because there are definitely some lines that come off very funny. It definitely has some some puns in there. Um, there are some scenes that are a, a little laughable. Um, there were some chuckles in the audience throughout the film. So it kind of balances that, um, the dark and the light in the film itself very nicely. Um, also, uh, there's really great interactions like during these fights as well. Like the the they're not just hacking at each other, although there are scenes that almost seem like they're straight out of like a Dynasty Warriors video game. Uh, if you ever played that game growing up, it was basically like you against like hundreds of people and you're just slashing and spinning and fighting. And there's just scenes where it's just one dude against like hundreds of guys. And you're like, well, how is this going to end? And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, there you are. But oh man the choreography in this film if i haven't mentioned it already is amazing um but one of the coolest parts is that um like i said before you're sort of rooting for manji and rin the two two of the main characters um to kind of get what they're going after um and get the resolution that they want and deserve um but the thing of it is as he goes along and he's fighting these other bad guys you sort of notice that they all have this their own unique fighting style or their own unique weapon that they use and every time he defeats one of them he basically takes that he absorbs it almost because then throughout the film he's got this great thing where he just kind of flicks his wrist and a different weapon will drop out from the, his, his, his robes so he's kind of got the Bruce Lee thing going on where like Bruce Lee used to whip out nunchucks and you're like well where the hell was he keeping those nunchucks you know but in this film sometimes he like whips his robes and all of a sudden like 10 different weapons pop out but it's not like hokey it's actually kind of cool and sort of terrifying because you don't know how many weapons he actually has on him but he's mastered them all because he's you know he's lived so long he's an immortal he's been around forever because early on again in the film you find out that he's been cursed and blah 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 that's why he's living and that's why he basically has the healing factor like logan does like wolverine does but Again, having such a, a powerful um, curse that gives you this ability to survive almost anything almost seems like a cop-out in a movie like this, but they really definitely maneuver around that in a way that it doesn't seem distracting, and it's not like, oh, well, he's not going to die. Like, there's definitely moments where you're like, oh, shit, like everything's on the table now this could be the end of the film because it is kind of a long movie um doesn't feel like it but for what i was expecting it does um go on for a while uh considering there are f there are points in the movie where there are awkward cuts um where maybe something somebody said or the direction they're walking or what they're doing makes you think that you're going to see like oh this will be a transitional scene or oh this is where we find out where they're going or what they're doing and then next thing you know he's fighting somebody like it'll just be like that and um something else is happening and i think that's honestly just because they wanted to fit it in in a reasonable runtime because honestly this movie probably could have gone on for three hours and still felt awesome and not like long um I really enjoyed it. Um, the other folks in the theater with me really enjoyed it. Um, I think that it's unfortunate that it was also released on the same weekend as Thor Ragnarok. Not that that movie wasn't also incredible, but I think it's 
easily going to be overshadowed by that movie. Um, so I guess what I'm doing uh, right now is asking all of you to go out and see if you can find a theater near you that is playing Blade of the Immortal and check it out because this movie definitely deserves to be seen. Um, it is an uh, incredible work of art. Um, and all the actors do a superb job. Uh, the director, again, Takashi Miike, uh, does great work. I mean, he has definitely, at least in my opinion, had some hits and misses, but this is definitely a spot-on great film, considering it's an adaptation of manga. Um, as I've probably said in previous um, podcasts, adaptations of anime or manga are definitely hard to come by good ones, but this is a very good one. Also, another thing to keep in mind is the film is entirely in Japanese with English subtitles. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's good to know ahead of time. If you're not expecting it, it can be a little jarring. Um, but the thing of it is, it would be a weird movie to see with an English dub. Um, the, the film itself works fine with subtitles. Um, so if you're not a fan, or I know I've heard some, from some people, I don't go to the movies to read... This might not be your kind of movie, but um, you'd really be missing out on an excellent film. Um, And as for fans of the manga, I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Um, And I think this movie is really accessible to folks who aren't familiar with it at all, uh, as I was. So you can benefit from it either way, either going into it completely blind or being a fan of the series. You will really enjoy it and really get a kick out of it. So definitely check out Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal if you have the opportunity. And with that, there's another Fear Bonerific episode in the books. Uh, We might be working on another title if these episodes keep happening going forward. So, again, if you guys have any ideas or if you go out and see this movie and enjoy it or hate the hell out of it, please, 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 as always, reach out to us and let us know what you think. If you enjoy the content we make, if you enjoy the movies that we talk about, we'd love to hear from you also. Um, With that said, you can reach out to us and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash down front podcast you can email us at downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com we're also on twitch now at twitch.tv backslash downinfrontpodcast and on twitter at underscore d-i-f-p also as mentioned previously we are also on patreon so if you do enjoy what we do and you enjoy the content we make if you'd like to hear more of it we do it generally for absolutely free uh, but anything that you feel like pitching in would be a huge help even if it's a dollar it's a big big thank you from us we really appreciate the support and we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the stuff that we make um, and for patreon you can actually find us at patreon.com backslash down and front podcast again as always thanks so much for listening we appreciate your support and we'll be back with more movie reviews before you know it <laughs> <laughs>